Get it off, Crisco. Get it off. Get it off. Oh. We going to the World Series. Oh, wow. This is what we're doing today. <laughs> well, um, um, as a Yankees fan, Crisco, I'm not going to say that I'm the happiest right now. But I... I don't blame you. Get away, y'all play. Well, uh, but I, but I do, but I do have to give it to you. Your choice of your choice of songs this morning. Your choice of songs is a one. So that I have to give it to you. Uh, the players uh, playlist right now. You, me, and DJ Eakin, and of course my partner in crime, Crisco Kid. Uh, Crisco. Um, yes, sir. You know what? Let's just jump in with. Uh, it's me and you this week. How good are you feeling today? How, how good are you feeling? Man, I'm feeling great. Uh, I'm not going to talk too much sports or nothing like that right now. We'll get into that in a minute. But personally, feeling great. It's another uh, start to a great week. And uh, it's a fight week. So we can talk about some football today. We can talk about baseball. We can even talk about the fight going down between Jake Paul and Anderson Silva because I will be the DJ. I'm actually DJing all the events for that. So it's been a lot of preparation. But I'm just excited for all the opportunities that are happening this week. Let's go. How about you? Well, um, <laughs> I'm not sure how I'm feeling. You know, you know, it, it wasn't a great week for the Bucks. Uh, my Yankees got swept, and and here you go, my partner in crime, just showing up all happy, willy nilly, with in the Houston Astros garb. So, hey, Brenda, what do we do with my broom? What do we do with that broom? <laughs> wow. <laughs> we, we have to, but I, I what we did with it. Sorry, must have um, went to New York. <sighs> Dude, can we start? Let's start with the World Series, man. And I, I, I just want to start there, man. Like, is it just me or does it feel like Houston enjoys? They be like, oh, oh, the Yankees. We're playing the Yankees. Oh yeah, this is this is exactly what we wanted. Um, I, I think you know this rivalry ever since the Astros went to the American League, which I think we're probably like 10, 15 years ago by now. I can't remember, but uh, more most recently in the last couple of years. Uh, ever since the 2017 World Series and in the trash cans and in the whistles or whatever, whatever excuse somebody needs to make themselves feel better about them not winning or winning in 2017, um, there just seems to be this, this this robbery, right? And you see the memes where Aaron Judge is just so tall next to Altuve and, and, and you see all the trash talking and everything. So then it becomes a little bit more personal as well as just city rivalries and team rivalries. So... Um, I think the Astros were looking very much to play the Yankees again because if they get to the World Series, it always means more when you beat the Yankees to be able to play in the World Series. Uh, I, do you agree with that? Like, it's, it's kind of like the litmus test to see kind of where you're at no matter what year. It's just like you beat the Yankees, you're going to the World Series. Well, I guess that's kind of my thought. My, I guess my, my biggest thought is, though, is like the Yankees are – like the Dallas Cowboys of of the major league, right? They got the most money. They spend the most money and we just can't seem to get it done. Like we can't, we're spending all this money and can't seem to get it done. And I think the biggest takeaway that I got from this year, because I watched it a little bit more closely is where does Aaron judge go when it's, when it's, when it's big game time? Like, it's like he wasn't even in the, in the series. And he's a free agent now. Right. So you got to think like, where does he go? Literally? Does he stay? In the pinstripes, or does he go to a different team? But he did not show up, like, I think that you just saw in the last couple of weeks of regular season where he's smacking home runs and breaking records, and then, like, you don't see any of that in uh, any of the four games in the World Series, really. 
I think the crazy part to me is, though, too, you, you spend that kind of money and you get swept, man. What does that say? Like, you get swept four games. Like, you didn't win not one, and you got that payroll that the Yankees have. That might be my, big, my biggest takeaway of the craziness. I think it comes down to that management. You know, shout out to Dusty. Man, I mean, he, you know, he was there last year. And I don't think he liked the way it tasted to lose in the, in the series. And he's like, we're doing everything we can. We're going to make the adjustments and we're going to bring in some strategic players. Where you saw Pena, the kid, I mean, this guy comes, This what a great end of the season and end of the playoffs where this kid has just got the swagger that, like, you were expecting Aaron Judge to probably have. And him, between him and Bregman, just really stepped up in this past series. And here we are today. Let me tell you something, Crisco. The excitement that you have today. <laughs> I mean, normally you're an excited guy, but it's more like you're like a 12 today on a scale of 1 to 10. I'm feeling good, baby. I'm feeling good. I'm telling you. I'm sorry. Can, it's, a, it's a couple of things I wanted to talk to you about today, because one in particular, because I, I feel like we, we didn't get into the uh, Super Bowl discussion, and I want to get to that. But I also, since we're here, I want to hear more about this Jake Paul situation you got brewing out there. So... Fight week, right? We right. all know uh, if you're following boxing or YouTubers or MMA or whatever you might be following, it's a pretty big week because uh, we got a chance to see Jake Paul, Anderson Silva. Now, we know Anderson Silva. I used to actually, I don't know if you noticed or not, but uh, on NTV Threats years ago and different pilot stations and situations, I had a show called MMA Wrap-Up when I used to do radio in Albuquerque. And Albuquerque was so big with Jackson's Winkle John. And uh, just training different fighters. So I was actually John Jones's first radio interview. Wow. Uh, so many other people from what I think it was WEC even at that time. And so I've seen and been a part of like the MMA growth and the explosion since pretty much 2009. Right. And so see this fight and I watched Anderson Silva and become the legend that he is. And ever since, you know, the leg incident and now he's coming back and not only just doing MMA, but he's boxing as well. And to see him go against... Jake Paul is, um, it, this is definitely what sports, I think, entertainment and what the influence in a YouTube entertainment, now what we're seeing enter into sports. So um, I had a great interview with Jake about two weeks ago. And if y'all want to go check that out on my YouTube, just look up Crisco Kid. You can see it right there. Um, but he, you know, I said, hey, man, to, to, to beat a legend, uh, how are you training differently? And so we talk about that, what he's doing versus Anderson Silva. We also talked about, like, uh, why other boxers won't fight him because initially I was always kind of skeptical. I'm just like, man, why don't he, he don't fight anybody. Who's he fighting? He's fighting this retired somebody. He's fighting a basketball player. He's fighting this. And I didn't fully understand the business side of what he's doing. But after that conversation we had, and I do understand the difference between uh, once he broke it down as to why the boxers won't fight him, it's because you can take a loss in MMA, right? right. You can take a loss, Dana White, whoever will set you up with another fight and you'll be good. It's expected that you kind of lose here and there. But right. in boxing, you know, when you break it down to where Floyd Mayweather, and this is what he says, you know, we all know he went to 50-0. and 0, It's like not realistic. And I think a lot of people in boxing expect their champions and expect their fighters to maintain a record like that. And so that's why they don't want to take the loss. Because if you lose, not only did you lose against, um, you know, an opponent, but you lost against Jake Paul, the quote unquote YouTuber who is not supposed to even be boxing at the level or doing the things that he's doing. Right. So a really good conversation. You got Uriah Hall versus Le'Veon Bell. Um, with that fight happened kind of quick because you saw the last celebrity thing that happened. I guess Le'Veon or somebody said, we want some more. Uh, you got some good undercard fighters that are from here in Arizona 
which uh, Arizona, like in the last couple of years, really picking up in the boxing scene. A lot of, you know, great fighters coming up. So uh, we're kind of ex excited to see that as well. But open workouts, um, that's Wednesday, free to the public. I'll be DJing that. Friday, I'll be DJing weigh-ins. And then Saturday with Showtime Boxing and MVP, Most Valuable Promotions, I'll be DJing uh, the fight. And this is my first Showtime uh, event, Showtime boxing event that I'll be DJing, so I'm pretty excited about that. Hey, you saw that light flex he just gave us, Jason? Uh, this is my first time on uh, Showtime. I've done a lot of things, but Showtime, this is the first time. Light flex. Hey, hey, here's, here's my thoughts on that, though, and, and I want to get your thoughts. I, I, are you a really big boxing fan, Crisco? I was. Okay. And we talked about this, that whether you like Jake Paul or not, he's bringing more eyes back to the sport. I think you saw a lot of people <laughs> just kind of like, oh, this is rigged. Or look at the way he took this, and you saw the signals, and you're seeing all this, and then you saw the big heavyweights kind of lead boxing, right? Uh, think about the big, the last big heavyweight fighters that you've been watching, right? Right. And, and it's always the smaller fighters. And if, whether you're left boxing uh, because you just weren't happy with who who's there now, I think you're seeing a lot of people come back and show a little bit more interest, especially when you're seeing certain celebrities getting involved and taking the, taking the sport seriously. I think you're going to see more eyes come back, including myself, who I was just watching just strictly MMA fights, right? Right. Like UFC, <laughs> whoever else is doing anything, exhibitions. But now I'm, I'm coming back to watch boxing because I don't. I think the sport needs more than Canelo. Canelo can't, can't he can't carry boxing by himself for the whole time he's fighting. I mean, you got Earl Spence, you got other fighters that are doing big things, but on that super super level where you're rushing to buy a pay per view, there's only so many people that can do that. You, you know what's crazy? I think this may be one of the first times that I all the way disagree with you. And and I and I say that to say this because I, I don't I don't think that real boxing fans, though, are still taking the Jake Paul thing seriously. I think entertainment fans, which to your point, right, sports should be entertaining. So he definitely has bought that there. And I think a lot of people that have curious eyes, which I guess this could be the way that maybe they watch Mike Tyson back in the day. They're watching because they dislike him so much that they almost just want to see somebody just knock his ass out, right? Because right. because me, yep. I, like like I grew up like uh, kickboxing and and fighting as a kid, right? Not not to the point of where I was in in boxing or like that, but like I took karate for like seven years and kickboxing and stuff like that. I still, not, I I don't I can't say that I don't take Jake Paul seriously. I don't know if that's the way to put it, but Jake Paul still hasn't been able to make me want to buy a pay per view, and mm -hmm. I thought. Oh, considered myself like a boxing fan. Like I was a real like want to see Mike Tyson fight, not to see him get just because I was like this dude can fight. So whoever get in there with him better be ready. Like I wanted to see like Floyd up to a certain point. I wanted to really see him fight. Like I, when he, especially when he fought like other dudes that were supposed to be big, right? Like I like to your point, I wanted to see that with the Jake Paul thing. I still and and to his credit, like that, he explained it to you. Now I have a better understanding of. It's not like he's avoiding all the fighters. Maybe they're sidestepping him because of what you just told me. Because one of the things that I kept asking was, why does he keep fighting guys like Anderson Silver? Like Anderson Silver is not a boxer, which means he can never use his feet, which is what one of the things that we definitely know makes him a dope fighter, right? Like he, right, right. his, his, his but kick game. He is boxing. And so. Um, a matter of fact, after this fight, I believe he's going to Dubai. That's his next, and I can't remember if it is, is it jujitsu or if it's boxing, but I know he definitely has another fight coming. I think it's boxing. I could be wrong. But anyway, right. he's still, he's being, he's being active again. But I think what's going to happen after this fight, whether Jake Paul wins or loses, you lose, you lose to a legend. 
if you lost to Anderson Silva, right? And, yeah, and but, it, but 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 see that that's the point I have an issue with. Like he is a legend, but he's not a legend in boxing, Crisco. He's a legend. Like like just just as a fighting dude, I'm with you. If you be like Eakin, we going to see MMA and Anderson Silva's fighting, bro. I'm on a plane. I'm there with you because I want to see it, right? Because he's that dope. And to your point, the MMA, I I it, it's a lot of dudes that I just want to see clearly fight. But that is my where I, my point is right there, right? Like. If he loses to Anderson Silva or if he beats him, right? Like Anderson Silva to me is not a legend in boxing per se. And maybe that's where I'm having like the little bit of a disconnect. Like I'm not. This is known for his striking. And you know, it just takes that one hit on that chin or that temple and you out. But I, I totally agree with you. I, I, I do agree with you 100% on that. You got to be a, a, a boxing legend. But again, like we said, some of them, they won't fight him. But right. I do know what now it's lightly confirmed uh and this is not from showtime or anybody this is just from like doing research and what i found is that um supposedly there is going to be a, a an exhibition fight with floyd mayweather so i now exhibition who knows what that's going to mean but at least you'll be able to see that um as far as nate diaz i know they've been talking about that nate diaz fight but again it's some something contractually again nate diaz is not a a, a quote boxer but he'll box the out of you you feel me like you'll right. fight so that's why if you're going to fight Nate Diaz, know that there's going to be some hands thrown. So right. I think you got to respect it on that level. And then as far as the entertainment side of the boxing, um, I think he's supposed to fight KSI. And the KSI was, you know, he fought that last celebrity joint. Matter of fact, he fought two people. He boxed two people the last fight. And so that's supposed to happen, I think, in London, early 2023. And then so, again, it's just bringing more eyes to the sport whether you're a real fan or whether you're new because you already know you got to keep the old but you want to continually grow that base of what it could become and when talking to jake it was really like he has he understands that he's got to take these fights he's got to keep winning he's got to keep doing these things to to bring about the change in boxing i don't think it's necessarily yeah it's good for his ego it's good for the clout and all that but he wants to see the fighters paid what they should be making he's already like He's already broken the records in sales here at Desert Diamond Arena on any event, on boxing event that has happened inside there and how quick the sales have gone. Right. Period. So when you're looking at that, you look at the business side. He doesn't want to see heavyweights in the UFC getting paid six figures when the loser or the undercards or potentially whatever the your pay-per-view cut that you're getting from one of his fights is paying more than what the champ is getting at a, at a, at a championship level with UFC. He, right. That's, I think, his goal to get that fair pay. Yeah, and 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 to the, to that point, like I I do give I hear him talk about that often, right? Like he understands now the metrics and how the money is really out there, right? So he to and like you know even the Floyd Mayweather thing, right? Floyd was big on like yo, like I'm gonna get this money. Like this is a business. I'm the one out here putting my body at risk. Everybody else shouldn't be making a gang of money, and I'm over here getting peanuts. And I've even said that about the music business, right? So to his point, I really get that. But I still question, like, if he sidesteps tomorrow, are these people that have suddenly started watching his fights, are they boxing fans? Are they still going to start watching? Or were they just here for Jake Paul? Which, it's not to, to, it's nothing wrong with that to his credit, right? But I just don't feel like he's, I don't feel like really and truly for the sport of boxing, Jake Paul is really doing much. I feel like for entertainment, I feel like for people who are just into the chaos of social media and all that kind of stuff, he brings them. But real fans of the sport, I don't think that these people, like like the fight he had here in Tampa, right? The majority of the people that I know that went there, they went for the clout that I know. 
And I'm not saying that there weren't a lot of boxing fans there because, again, I'm not going to sit up here and, t- and tell that lie. But a lot of people that I know that actually went, they just went because Jake Paul's name was on the card. They know it's a YouTube, uh, you know, big. It's going to be a lot of cameras there. And it was strictly a clout function, in my opinion. It wasn't a boxing fan function where you look at back in the day when some of the historical fights like a Sugar Ray Leonard or Muhammad Ali or, you know, these guys that you were like, man, these are fights. These are, yeah, you know, people are going because they fight fans. Those were amazing fights as well. Balboa versus Creed, legendary. <laughs> hey, that that is one of the most legendary fights, though. You know, hey, hey, uh, Balboa versus Clubber Lang. You, hey, you can't forget that one or two, right? You can't forget those fights. Um, hey, no. man, but but. But 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 honestly, I'm not, I honestly will say this, too, and I want to go on record as saying this. A lot of times, like us as broadcasters, right, we seem like we hate people that are doing things that are new and different. I don't hate what Jake Paul is doing. I honestly don't. And honestly, like you said, to his credit, there is a lot to learn because one thing he is showing you, right, is when you're in these things, understand the business that you're in. Right. If you're the one risking your body, you're the one that's driving the fans. You're the one that's really working and driving the ticket sales then be the one that's really in that paper that's being paid out there too. You know, so I, I give him big credit for that, man. I, I think sometimes we lose that in the chaos and whatever that Jake Paul, I, I give him credit, man. Like they are real businessmen from what I see. The, the business side. And I think, and I think we, we probably just close with this. Think about it like this. The last time we mentioned boxing before this fight would be when Canelo fought on Mexican independence day, September 16th, right. that right there. Right. Before right. that, when is the last time you really talked about boxing? Single de Mayo when Canelo fought might have been something in between there. Right. But again, I think what this does for the sport is continually keep it the the, the name of the sport in our mouth. Right. And, and we, you mentioned boxing, you see it in the headline, and at least there's some type of traction. I'm not taking away from any other people people watching it. Oh, there's other promoters that are doing it. Yes, yes, yes. We know that. Nobody's right. disrespecting <laughs> it. Keep it on the national or world level of headlines and people are talking about it. If this fight doesn't occur, what boxing event are you talking about during this downtime between the top of the year? Right. I think that is the 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 in the, the the line right there to where we're still continually talking about boxing because these fights are occurring. Right. And even even to that point, right? Even the people that we're talking about that that are the history guys that you and I bring up there was a certain amount of marketing that went with them. They just, they didn't have YouTube like Jake Paul did. Right. But Muhammad Ali was this dude that anytime a camera came on, he was that guy. So you wanted to, by the time he got to the ring, you was excited because of all he had said to get there. Right. Tyson has this, had this mystique about him that, yeah, he didn't speak a lot, but you were like, are these fights really ending that quick? Like, I really got I got to see this, right? There was something about these guys, you know, and to Jake Paul's credit, his credit is he's built, he understands that market. He understands I I know what to say. I got to talk in order to get this there. This audience has got these eyes on me, and now I'm going to take this to the ring. So, you know, I think that anybody in any of these things that we're talking about, any sports or whatever, the next level of money, it happens because of a certain amount of marketing. And I, like I said, like and like to your point, we're not talking about some of these other dudes because, for one reason or another, it's either not marketed to us right or the people that are actually getting in the ring, they have to get better at letting us know that they're there. So we're like, wait a minute, what's going on over there? Right, right. You know? well, so players playlist and we I mean, I got a little beefy fight list. You know, I, I've been I've done some research on this Eek, and I might have to hit you up and say what's some of your favorite like sports anthems or just like playlists, but did I've Jake Paul give you some did Jake Paul give you some songs? What did he give you some songs? 
Well, Not I, yet? I know his, uh, his, his, his like way in music, right? So every fighter has given me what they want to, you know, what they want playing while they do the win. Right. Uh, a couple of the open work. I know a couple of songs that they want, but um, during the interview, you know, he's at the press conference that they had in Glendale at the, at the arena. They say, he's like, Hey, what, well, you know, what's your workout music? What's your playlist looking like? He's like, man, I, I'm, I'm all about the old school hip hop, the classic stuff. This new stuff sucks. I was like, all right, so yeah, so my station, you know, we do all the throwbacks. So I'm like, oh, okay, so throwbacks, right? Bam, good little Boom. sound clip. So again, when he come back and, and we do our interview, I asked him about that, and he's like, he's really big right now with like 50 Cent, Get Rich or Die Trying. I was like, that is actually, that's a good soundtrack right there. That's and it. And so he's like, Ed, and then like the, just the mini, man, wish that, and even like window shopping, like Coolio. So he's into the, kind of that vibe, and you're, most of the songs that I put are kind of in that like throwback lane. But then, I, you know, I got stuff to entertain the whole crowd. And for all the different genres, but putting this playlist, I think how we we talked about uh, last week with you know whether it's an NFL game or if it's an NBA or whatever you're doing is like kind of preparing, know which ones work, and it's going to get you that reaction. Of, a get the get the fighters like ready to go, right. but also keep the public like entertained and and ready to be a part of that experience, man. So I'm excited to see how it works. Well, I think I'm about to take your excitement for a turn here. I think I'm about to take your excitement for a turn here. And I think we're in the right place with talking a little throwback, talking a little internet, talking a little celebrity. I'm going to give you what may be the most unpopular opinion right now. And it's mine. And I'm talking Super Bowl 2023. I do not think that Rihanna was a great choice for the halftime show. Boom. There. I said it, Crisco. I said it. I said it. Now, if you immediately want to jump back in or if you need a couple of my reasons, I will give it to you. But I know you need time to let that sink in because if you're like me, you love Rihanna. And two things can be true. I absolutely love Rihanna. I love everything she stands for. I love how she moves. I even love her music. But I just am not excited, Crisco, to see her perform on stage. Can I, can I, and and I'm, I'm not anti or pro Rihanna performing at Super Bowl. I thought, because you know, the rumors were circulating that Taylor Swift could have been, but I, I you know, I, I like to see, I'd like to see more of the league kind of rotate amongst genres. Right. And when is the last time we had a country star performing. Follow, follow me on this. No, I'm, I'm with you. I know Blake Shelton is a huge right. Cardinals fan. He loves Arizona. So I was thinking, man, how cool would it be? Blake Shelton's hot. He's on The Voice. His wife is Gwen Stefani. They could have done something that kind of ties in a couple of multiple genres here and brought some special guests out just to kind of switch up the genre because how can you follow such a huge, like, Hip hop like iconic lineup last year with Dr. Dre, Snoop, Fifty, Eminem, right. you know, Anderson playing drums and everything, and then you know, like I, I love Rihanna, like you, like you just said, um, but I think I want to know how much money went into possibly promoting because you know she got the new album on the way, which apparently she's been sitting on for a while, and she's got the tour that is starting off right after she's just released a whole slew of different products uh, right. that the last two or three weeks. So I definitely see the marketing, was it paid? And being that it's Jay-Z who does the halftime shows, teamed up with Apple Music instead of Pepsi now. So I wonder who had the biggest influence. Was Obviously, it was a money play. But did Jay 
say, hey, I know we're on Rock Nation. I'm doing the thing, so I'm going to have Rock Nation pay for you to be a part of this, and then we'll just launch the whole campaign after that. That's the only thing that makes sense for me to understand why everything kind of played out. Let me speak to a couple of your points, because one point you made that was super duper valid, and I think that they're making the mistake again, right? So last year, I think there was a big concentration on getting it right because of, to your point, right? You're in this market. Who's bigger for California that's born and raised there, has historical presence in music the way that Dr. Dre is? So I think that that was a good play. I think they're still trying to recover from the backlash they got because they did not do Atlanta well. Like, I didn't think Maroon 5 was a good choice for Atlanta. Not because they don't have dope records, but you're in Atlanta where historically there is music everywhere. And even if you're saying we need that really big star, well, damn it, Usher is there. You know, and you could have, to your point, right, like you're making about Blake Sheldon, you could have led with Usher and you could have put so many things around him because he has so many collabs and so many big records that it didn't have to even stay in one genre. But because he is so Atlanta, it would have been a great place to start. Now, I think last year they got it right. But I also think you make a very valid point with we should start looking at or we should always look at. And I'm black and I know what color the what color the majority of the league is. Right. But I still think as a fan base that loves the entire league, you made a very valid point to be like, you know what? Last year we went heavy hip hop. What could we do this year that still makes everybody happy, but we kind of move it around a little bit, you know, and and to your point, right, is somebody from Arizona that is huge, that has these records that can go across the board. And then, though, are there other people around them that we could spice up this show where even though we start with this person and you gave a good example, Gwen Stefani would spice up a country show because, first of all, they're connected. But we know she got some classic records that she could have thrown in there. Right. And so it would have took the job, took, took the performance a little a few different places. And I'm not saying Rihanna can't do that. I'm just not super excited to see Rihanna perform. I just I just had I never I never have been. I've never seen her perform where I'm like, I can't wait to see her perform again. And I love the records. But I just I just when I'm looking at a half look, man, when you look at a halftime show. Right. Let's think about some of the some of the shows that have happened. Do you remember Michael Jackson's performance? Mike stood there. Up yo, Mike stood there for like 45 seconds and the crowd just screamed. And Mike just was like, Yeah. He didn't, didn't even he didn't even move, Crisco. And then you can't come on now, Prince. I, 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 these are these are performers. Like you understand what I'm saying? Beyonce. And I know I'm missing a bunch of people because it has been some dope people to hit that Super Bowl stage. Red Hot Chili Peppers, I remember seeing. Like, I know there have been even performances that I'm not even thinking about right now, but, you know, the Michael and Prince thing, because I was such big fans of them, you know, they kind of stick out. And my brother seems like at least once a year, he sends me that clip of Mike just coming up and being like, and he's like, bro, look at Mike. Mike didn't even move. <laughs> hey, that's how I've been walking in ratings day lately. That's how you do it, Crisco? <laughs> Just right now, because you know the waves go up and down, but that's how I be feeling sometimes. Like, yeah. So, 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 am I wrong, Crisco? For or did you? Might no, you also have kind of felt like that about when they announced the Rihanna thing? And 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 also too, 
I, I think that you do have some points, but I'm not even sure if maybe the whole tour and new single thing might have been after they secured, or maybe they were already, like you said, it was already in the works, but like this could really take it over the top. We get the Super Bowl and everything rolls out right with that. Yeah, because we, you, you know, they, you know, they already got the plan, and then we figure out the plan after they make one announcement. Then the other back parts of the plan come out like one or two weeks later to make us think that, oh, that and now's a perfect time. So you already know this is already planned. Matter of fact, I wouldn't be surprised if they already planned uh, everything while right. she was still pregnant, or they said, hey, you know what, um, you have this m- this many months or this much time. So if you want to start a family, you want to do this and that, take this time. But when you come back. And that paternity leave is done. We're going to get back to work. We're going to put out the album that you had done. And uh, we're going to go from there. Who knows? Now, let me ask you there this. That's one thing I've learned in this industry. Let me ask you this, though. Let me ask you this, though, Crisco. Go ahead. Does Jay-Z come out during her show? Oh, I, don't, I mean. I mean, it's the, I mean, the Super Bowl is heavy. It's, it's the time for surprises. You wouldn't get a bigger surprise than Hove. No clouds in my stones. I, I mean. For Umbrella, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, if yeah. you could think of any guests that she could have that would make the crowd go crazy, Jay Z would be one. Do you? But do you think that Jay Z makes an appearance? Um, like I was saying, I don't know if you get publishing or for some type of way to perform. Uh, but if there, if that's involved, there's any more money that's going to put something in Blue Ivy and all the rest of the kids' pockets? I think he's doing it for that longevity residual publishing. Uh, but no, I don't think Jay-Z's ever performed at Super Bowl, right? But No, he's, he's not been out there. No. Come out with Beyonce and look how many records they have together. Right. No. Maybe he doesn't want to take anything away from the artist that he works with or he's got that relationship with him. He really wants them to shine. And maybe when somebody feels that he should be doing Super Bowl, because it might be a conflict of interest kind of thing where you're going to put yourself on the show. Who knows? Unless they like, Jay, you got to come out with us, man. I mean, what, what, what are we talking about here? Right. No, no. Who knows? So who do you think, if she brings out anybody, who do you think she brings out? I know Khaled would come. All she got to do is say, Khaled, come on. Khaled is yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't think that, or, I mean, does, does baby daddy come out? Like, you don't even call him by, you don't even call him ASAP anymore. You just be like, does uh, baby daddy come out? Yeah, you know but what I, mean? I, I don't, I don't, I don't know if ASAP is big enough though for them to bring him. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I, I love, I think ASAP is dope too. I think Rocky's dope, but I just don't know if that is a place to bring, I, like, if, if they got along, you know who I would think would be you know, like a dope for there to bring out Chris Brown, but I just don't think it'll ever happen. But you know, like they've got a couple of, you know, like, you know, if it, if it was still in, you know, I don't, I'm not, I don't know what the standing is, but you know, like, is America ready for it? I I think people that, (laughs) you don't think America's ready if her and Chris Brown got on stage together. Eakin, let me tell you, man, I've been in some neighborhoods. There's people that really just hate the guy still. I mean, there's people like, even when we do ticket giveaways, right. there'll be people that call in sometimes and say, why would you give out tickets to this guy? And why would you do this and this and this and that? I'm telling you, a lot, there's there's people that still have not forgiven Chris Brown. I know that. Now, the other people, there's other people that may be like, you know, this is a good story of redemption. This is a story of forgiveness. Right. This is a story of if, if, you know, this happened, it has been addressed, it's in the past, and they can move on, boom. Then other people be like, yo, I'm a domestic uh, abuse or violent survivor, and I don't know if this is appropriate. I don't know. So who knows? It it could still be. I know how many years it's been, but there are still people that are holding on, and and I'm not discounting anything ever that happened in that situation. I'm just talking about the forgiveness aspect and where I think middle America, because you always hear the term middle America, or have they um, forgiven Chris or Rihanna in this whole situation 
and and even though the parties are amicable and can have civil discussion and can maintain any type of relationship they have now or you know whatever it may be i don't know if the viewer or the person that supports the nfl may be down for all that i don't know man and you, you, you know, know, i think but yeah you know my, my what's crazy like you and you, like again to your point right a lot of these people to me who call in and go I'm never forgiven and this and that and the other. You would think that these folks never made mistakes in their life. Right? I know. You you like like I'm, and I'm sure you get more than enough calls, right, telling you guys, "Oh, I can't believe you guys are doing this and this happened." And you just wonder, "Dude, if I had a camera on you 24/7, what would I catch you doing?" Right? And again, I'm I'm not a fan. Look, I got sisters, I got aunts, and I'm not in any way condoning Chris Brown's actions. I don't know what how it got there. I don't condone it. I don't think it was a good look for anybody involved. But I am very much a fan of change behavior, right? And if that dude got the proper, took the proper steps to be like, yo, I'm never doing this again, and he hasn't repeated that action, and he's living a much better, you know, life with regard to the women around him, the women he deals with, and he's got daughters, right? He has a daughter. I know he has at least one, right? So... Yeah. I I personally don't think it's fair to like keep because because once you're in the news like Chris Brown, right, there's always going to be something that you've done. But I just I'm, I love when these people call us or, or write us and tell us, I can't believe and this happened in 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 94. Bro, do you know how many mistakes that you've made in since 94? You know, know. and <laughs> I don't know, man. It's crazy, man. That's this, why this, I say the story of redemption and forgiveness and especially, right. you know, I, I just hey, I don't care what your religious affiliation is. Uh, but I just I just hope that people believe in something. And um, if, if your religion preaches forgiveness and and second chances and and the you know the 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 story right of overcoming, then I think you should look at people in that same manner, whether you're a celebrity or not. Because I guarantee we all have a neighbor that may have done something, or you got a family member, or you your own self has gone through something, and maybe you you know you should have the same understanding and compassion for people around you as you have for some celebrities or people that are in the spotlight more than others because redemption forgiveness they should apply to everyone not just for people that you know so you want more unpopular opinion go ahead because you know i'll give it to you i'm i'm full of them today right um and and this has to do with chris brown something i can't forgive him for right now is i think chris brown keeps giving us loyal over and over again I think Chris Brown has so much more dope music in him, but I think that he just takes the easy way out because he can make certain records like with ease. Like I think that kid is so talented that he needs to go on with somebody that makes him and takes him to the level to get his to his don't be cruel to his confessions. I just I think that I think like this is look, man. Uh, uh, what do they call breezy mafia? Whatever they're called. Look, man, I was one of I was the only person who would interview Chris Brown when he was 16 years old and came to Tampa. Like my PD was like, yeah, you can interview him, but in the back studio, the oh. other stations didn't even let him come to the building. Like so, that's how dope much I believed in him from day one. But I do think it's time that we get his "Don't Be Cruel," that we get his confessions. And I don't believe we've got it yet. I believe he's got it in him because I think he is today's Michael, the closest thing that we've got to Michael Jackson. But I think he's got to go in. Is R&B in that place? And I think it's kind of like how when Dr. Dre would say, I'm not putting out 
the uh what is it chronic three or what detox i'm not putting out detox because hip-hop and what he wanted in that sound was not there and i don't know if it's well, still well, maybe right now actually let me take that back my pushback throwbacks are because our station is doing really well and because you're starting to see these little stations pop up here and there i think it actually might be the right time yeah and and my pushback to that is don't 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 get it wrong. Like I want him to make an album that sounds like Confessions or an album that sounds like Don't Be Cruel. I just think that those albums were such a turning point for Bobby Brown and for Usher. Right. That Confessions to this day goes back as a well put together, just total package album. We yeah. all know the stories behind it. Come on. Don't be cruel. Right. Come on. That set the that set the tone for R&B for years to come. And right. to right. another point about what you're just asking. Right. Let's just look at Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. If we're talking about, you know what I'm saying, what music is ready for, right? Like Kendrick, we know, could probably just come out here and just give us an album. But it took some he can, thought. He can give you exactly. But right. come on, you and I both know, after listening to Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, that took some thought. That took going in and we're going to do some real work. You understand what I'm saying? And again, but I'm not... Expect that. Um, but you again, expect I... That. Right, but that's my point, though. I expect it from Chris Brown because I think it's time for him to go to the next level of things. I think, look, look, I, I want people to understand this. I think Chris Brown is head and shoulders above the average R&B singer. I think he's head and shoulders. I don't think that Chris Brown should be compared to Jeremiah, and Jeremiah's my dude. I don't think Chris Brown should be mentioned in the same as Jacquees. And, and these are guys that are just coming to mind. No disrespect to them. Like, so don't take it like that. But I'm just saying, I just like it's like back in the day, right? When you talk Michael Jackson, you weren't talking other R&B singers or pop singers. Michael Jackson was in that class by himself. That's where I think that Chris Brown is. I just mean full-blown package across the board. That's what I mean when I'm saying that. So again, I don't want anyone to take this like I'm disrespecting other artists because I think that they're all making dope music. But when I think of a complete artist, I think Chris Brown is this, this generation's Usher, right? Usher was a generation here. I think Chris Brown is this generation's Usher, right? So I think that I would like to see him go hey, in the studio. Oh, 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 you're making a call on me? <laughs> yeah, I'm talking to Ethan right now. He's got a lot of great ideas for your career, man. So I think Look, you guys I just think he just needs to go in with that set of producers, man, that... <laughs> you know, it's like... Okay, let's look at it like this, Crisco. Michael was making records, right? And then Michael goes in with Quincy. Right. Come on. Then you get... Come on, you get off the wall. You get Thriller. You understand what I'm saying? And I, and I guess it's just like like Jermaine Dupree. He was a big part of Usher making confessions. L.A. and Babyface, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. That is Don't Be Cruel, along with a lot of dope writers and people that they put around him. So when I talk about the Chris Brown thing, I just think maybe he needs to like step out of his ordinary producer shell and get with people who say, you know what, bro? Let's try some other things with you. Because I think he can well, do them. What if it's like a Jake Paul situation where it's not that he doesn't want to, but it's that the right producer or who you feel might not feel like getting in the studio or the opportunity is right right now? Well, I, I don't know if I know what the reasoning is. I, I That's not where I went. Where, yeah, right. I think more so with me, I just think that he can do it. And I don't think that we've gotten it. That's that's what I'm that's more to my point. I guess I should just just make it clear. I know that Chris Brown has it in him. 
I just don't think it's been done. And I think a lot of what we're getting from Chris Brown is just like, hey, it's a beat loop. Okay, we got a couple of words written. And Chris can sing anything. Chris can be like, you know I got to go to the bathroom and throw a couple of dance moves. And we'd be like, bro, I cannot. We heard that bathroom joint by Chris Brown. (laughs) It's in rotation, right? It's in rotation. (laughs) It's top five because RCA is doing their job. You know, I think that's easy for him. But I'm just looking for that 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 next level of project. <sighs> hey, speaking of next level though, okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go from. I know it's, I know it's players' playlist. Okay. I feel like if we don't talk about stuff that happened in the league, they're gonna be mad at us because we didn't even touch football this week. I, I'm with you. So uh, last, I'll just say this: last week uh, we did talk about Antonio Brown, or two weeks ago <laughs> in his music. This week he's taking pictures, photoshopping his head uh, on top of Tom Brady's body, and posted those Giselle pics. I have no idea why he's doing that. Um, I, I can't even see, I, man. But, but um, Cardinals finally got the win. Bucks. I mean, trying to figure everything out. Cowboys won with Dak back. We weren't. We remember we said we. How was that going to kind of go? Um, McCaffrey is a 49er now. Um, DeAndre Hopkins is back. Made the difference, I think, in the game. The defense stepped up for the Cardinals. I mean, anything that sticks out that has happened the past six days for you in the NFL. Well, uh, the Antonio Brown thing is on my list, so I'm glad you went there. Um, first of all, um, I don't, I don't understand the Giselle thing. I don't, at first, I thought it was like a joke, and someone else was doing it, and then I realized he was actually doing it. Right? I don't know what is going on with him and the Tom Brady thing and the shots he keeps taking. What I do know, as somebody in the public, though, is that when nobody else wanted you or took a chance on you, and you can say. Yeah, Tom Brady needed me because I'm a great pass catcher. But still, you were a great pass catcher, and a lot of teams were passing on you, and this dude co-signed you to come to Tampa, right? So that, to me, and, was and enough. And was it with the Patriots as well, right? Say again? Wasn't it with the Patriots, too? Tom Brady was still with right, the Patriots. Right, yeah, exactly, yeah. And he, and he co-signed him coming there, right. Right. Oh, two times. Right. And if all the reports are right, he stayed with Tom for a while when he came here in Tampa. He might have even done it in, in 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 New England, right? So I just don't understand where you could be with a person that you know is going through something like, by all accounts, Tom is going through with his marriage, that you would be taking these kind of shots. Musically, I don't even give that no run, bro. Just, I don't care what anybody says. And, and I'm this DJ, and I'm going to tell you before you even send me the bullshit. Just because you happen to get a couple of people trending and be like, put this shit on... That don't make it a good record to me, bro. And we got to stop being like, because this dude is popular, acting like he suddenly made good music. Because somebody called me about that record, right? And I was like, bro, does an interview come with that? And they was like, if you play it. And I was like, I need to know about the interview, though, bro. Because the record really ain't good. I'm only doing you a solid listening to it. I said, let's be real about it. If he wasn't Antonio Brown, you wouldn't even be in this conversation because the record is not good. We need to stop doing that first. We need to stop with the popularity because a dude comes over here. The dude can play football. Boom. One of the best receivers ever when he focused. But the records are trash. I'll go on record as saying it. Stop it. Put that shit on is trash. Mm. Trash. Basura if I need to go bilingual on you. The record is trash. So stop it. What we keep doing is a dude be popular. We're a fan. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That record is trash. And ain't nobody playing it. Because this is two two times we've talked about AB, and you just hate you. You're not. You're I not don't. There. No, because uh, look, I do not. Dis- 
Right. I don't dislike AB. Like I never, I never make this stuff personal. It's not about him personally. And if, and if he has CTE, like people are claiming, I want every brother. First of all, because he's black, I want him to be well. But some of this other stuff, I got me personally. I'm not going to keep excusing, and that's what we do, right? We allow these dudes because they're popular. It's excuse. It's not. It's not cool. Look, bro, you my guy. You start going through something, and even if we fall out. I think it is. It makes me less than a man to all of a sudden I start taking shots at you online. If I got an issue with you, I can call you. I've been calling you. Like, what are we getting out of this, right? So then all of a sudden, too, and I got another problem with the music industry, right? The entertainment industry that me and you live in, this is the only game that someone wakes up in the morning and they'd be like, you know what? I want to be a promoter. You know what? I want to have a podcast. You know what? I want to be a DJ. And they fill the computer up with songs. And because they're popular, they're getting booked. And I ain't mad because at the end of the day, if you're a dude that owns a building, you're paying people to put people in your building and entertain them. I get that part. But let's stop acting like this dude made a top 10 record. The record is trash. It's basura. Like I said, if I need to be bilingual, it's basura. Put that shit on. And everybody tries to make these little trends, get on TikTok. That don't make a dope record. Stop it. The record is trash. Got me sweaty up in here, Crisco. <laughs> Got me sweaty up in here, Crisco. And and it's the player's playlist for a reason. That record ain't making the playlist. I'm sorry. Now, if he was playing for the team and they asked me and he was like, if he was playing, I, like I said, it's not even that I wouldn't give it no light. But let's stop acting like these records are dope because an entertainer makes them. Like the dude don't make records. He's of no comparison to a to a. Why would I? Why would I want to put his record in front of a little baby record who cares about this every single day? Right. You right, know. Right. Right. Why? Money bag yo cares about this every single day. Right. This is what he want to do. So because Antonio Brown puts a little auto tune on his voice, thinks he does a cool dance. Like nobody even under, Nobody even knows what he says after he says put that shit on. Nobody. Nobody. He doesn't even know. Man, you gotta stop it, bro. Like, like bro. hey, my pressure's up right now, Crisco. My pressure didn't went up in here. <laughs> hey, man, but that's what that's. Hey, that's why I love you, Crisco. You, hey, you bring up things that need to be talked about. That's why. That's why. That's why I know you the right guy to be talking to in the morning. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Look, uh, we got a great. We got another great week. It's some football. Can you know? We um fight week, and let's see how the World Series plays out, man. All right, well, well, who wins the fight? Does Jake Paul get another win? I don't know. I don't know. He said, Jake Paul said he's never trained as hard as he's training now. And um, I think, you know, he can definitely take the punches. We've seen him take punches. Um, I, I I, don't know. I think it's, I, I hope it's entertaining. I think this is going to go a couple of rounds. I don't know. I think the Astros take the World Series. I was gonna, that was gonna I be my next question, that. but yeah, but look, look, look at that. Say it again, Crisco. Say it loud. I can't, the, I can't bet on that. Let me make that public. I cannot, but I, you know, right. Astros. So the Astros win this the World plan. Series. How many games? Um, I'm hoping six, so I can fly in for Game Six in Houston and watch that game. Okay, one more for you, and you, um, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna need you to have the right answer here, buddy. Okay, or this could put our friendship in jeopardy. Do the Bucks beat the Ravens on Thursday? God, I hope so. Just because I'm I'm such a fan of number twelve, you know that. You know that I want to see him. I don't like to see my guy not performing at his peak. You know what I mean? It it hurts me. Hurts me. Right. I, I, and we got to get out of here because uh, the timer's running yeah. down. But but. Let me ask you this, because I saw them talk about this on uh, on uh, ESPN the other day. Do you think that now 
watching Tom Brady in these last few games, do you think that this should be his last season? I don't think you base it off just the last couple of games. It's like, you know, I know people say, oh, you're only as good as your last show. But, you know, in radio, we got a show every damn day. I got four hours to do what I got to do every day. And if I'm going through something personally, it could be a bad week. Um, yeah, ratings may reflect that you had or or you could have had a great week even when you're at your worst personally. But I think um, that's going to be his decision. And if he feels still that he can play, like, I, I don't, I don't know. I think the answer is no, that the last couple of games don't dictate what Tom Brady needs to do with his career. Um, same thing with, you know, they're saying about about Aaron Rodgers as well. He hasn't, you know, Green Bay is just not clicking. Green Bay lost to the Commanders the other day. So you you got to feel like, does that mean Aaron, uh, Aaron Rodgers is just not there anymore? Well, he's not Aaron Rodgers 10 years ago, but does that mean he can't play at the competitive level? Or is one thing I learned about football is what? It is a team sport. So it takes everybody to come together and make things happen. So, hey man, I, I, I think Crisco closed it out right there, man. <laughs> Players playlist, man. You man DJ and of course my guy Crisco Kid, man. Where can they find you at online, man? Everything at Crisco Kid two D's on the kid and uh, tap in, man. I tap back. Let's go. Yeah, and also too, man. If you're going to that fight out in Arizona, Crisco's going to be in the building somewhere too. He's at all the fighting events. So uh, if you're in Arizona, uh, at, are you wearing that Houston garb everywhere you go? Uh, maybe. <laughs> I got some you know what I'm saying? I might throw back with a Nolan Ryan or Jose Cruz. You know what I mean? I ain't, mad at, Altuve, I ain't mad at that know? Nolan Ryan. I ain't mad at that. <laughs> she, 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 man, DJ, man, at DJ, can across all platforms at DJ, can TV on YouTube, man. Shout out to my guy, Jason. Of course, everybody over at Radio Influence. Don't forget, like, subscribe, download all that good stuff. And of course, comment because if Crisco doesn't, I will comment back because I'm all about the banter. <laughs> Players playlist, DJ, can Crisco kid, man. I will holla.